Hi guys, welcome back to Navigating Motherhood. We have two awesome guests. Obviously, everybody knows Kennedy because she's been on here like a bunch of times because we love her. Kennedy, say hey. It's only been twice, but hi. <laughs> and you're just so much fun to do this with. So, And then I also have Tori on here and it's Tori Good, right? Yes. Okay, Tori Good. And she is a new friend that we just met. Um, but I'm having her on here because um, when we were nominating moms for the gift boxes, her name was dropped like, we were just talking about this like 16 times. And I'm like, this girl sounds awesome. I want to meet her as a mom and hear why she's so great. Um, and she, Tori, so you can go ahead and say like, you know, why you're, why you think your friends nominated you so much. Um, hello. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this is going to be so awkward. Um, I don't know. I think that, um, I have a very small pool of people and friends in my life. And I like to just really, um, go all in with those people. Um, but I think that they really didn't, I mean, spoke a little highly of me, <laughs> which I'm sure I'm glad that I have that. Um, I made a mark in somebody's life. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'm so excited to hear all about like what we're going to talk about today. Just a little bit about you. So why don't you go ahead and start like, um, just share a little bit about your life, like who you are. Okay. Um, I'm Tori Good. I'm a twin mom. Um, that's kind of my, uh, personality this whole last year. I'm a twin mom. Um, but I own a business, uh, made new clothing company. I started that with my sister like eons ago, it feels like. Um, it's just me now, but um, it's been fun. Um, I have a wonderful husband, Trevor, um, and we have our two girls, two dogs, live a pretty simple life. I live in a <laughs> So you have twins and you run your own business. You could say that. It's I, It's been pretty neglected in the last year. I Every time I try to get back to it, the girls like sleep regression or, you know, we're not napping today. And so I try to use the most of nap time that I possibly can. Um, but some days I just got to nap with them or do something for myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how, what did you start the business before you had the girls? I started it in 2016, I believe. And my girls oh, are only okay. one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you've been doing it for a hot second. Yeah. It's been a while. Okay. Well, and is it online, you said, like an online boutique? Yes. Um, I do some like pop-up events, like markets and stuff. Um, I've been kind of pickier in the last few years just to like keep, I don't know. I, I don't do like every single pop-up that comes my way just because um, if I do that, I'll literally do nothing but, you know, sell clothes all day long. And while that, that is fun and it is my passion, I do love doing it. Um, the girls have definitely slowed me down with that um, and kind of forced me to have a lot more family time and weekends off and stuff, which has been really nice too. So yeah, yeah. And you're your own boss. Yeah. It is nice being my own boss. I still work uh, part-time for my parents. I only work one day a week. They own Polly's barbecue and Arthur. Um, and I wait tables for them one day a week, which is nice to have like the extra cash. Cause I went from having a full-time gig and to making like, basically no money on the side <laughs> and I I've had a job since I was in high school and I've never had to rely on anybody fully financially so that was probably the first like 
not grief, but like the first real like mental obstacle I had to jump over was relying on my husband becoming a stay at home mom. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you just said that. Go ahead, Kennedy. (laughs) I was just going to say, I can relate. And Mm -hmm. Patty, you too, a little bit, right? Um, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I feel like as a stay at home mom, like, someone who has ambition like we all have ambition and mm-hmm. like stay at home being a stay at home mom is like a lot of work i mean there's people that get paid to do all the jobs that we're doing you know and so we would be freaking rich if you could make money being a stay at home mom but anyway yeah. like i always find myself trying to make ends meet like by me like branching out and trying to find new jobs so the fact that you not only run your own clothing boutique um you also wait tables and you have twin wins like that's freaking nuts i have um a very good support system i have two my mom and my husband's mom they're always up for babysitting that took me a while to get to that um to just to really trust not trust but um i don't know i think i'll get into all of that the um how it took me from going to like not let not leaving them with anybody to now being okay with that because it took me it was about 10 months before i went back to waiting tables um because there was just having twins it feels asking people to watch two children kennedy gets this but it's one thing to ask people to watch one kid but whenever you have two it feels like more of a burden like okay this is a much bigger handful now um and so that was really hard especially when they were really little and eating bottles constantly and it's very hard to to feed two babies with bottles <laughs> two bottles that was my biggest that was my biggest challenge in the beginning for sure but yeah so, so should we jump into that then like from finding yeah. out yeah you so were pregnant? yeah i feel like if you have listeners that um went through ivf they probably um, will be annoyed by my story <laughs> because I have everybody ask, I mean, anybody that asks if they're twins, they ask if they were conceived naturally, which I think is a really weird question. Cause like, why do you need to know that? But um, so many people just assumed that they were IVF babies and they were not, they were. So me and my husband, you know, we're living the easy life, not having any kids. And we both agreed like one kid, maybe two was in our future. Um, but I was like, my business was really revving up and I felt like I was getting a lot more traction online and everything. And then I found out I was pregnant and I wasn't bummed. I was excited. I was really excited, but I just didn't realize my life was about to change because I thought, you know, I really romanticized the idea of a newborn. Um, I was eight weeks at my, I went in at eight weeks and I had my first ultrasound and the lady like didn't even hesitate like she was like okay there's two and i was like oh what like are you kidding me and my i was so glad my husband was there he didn't want to miss the first ultrasound and um i just was like it it was the first time i'd ever seen that you know like be in that room and like see my baby and then she just like whacked me in the face with it and husband and he just kept saying it's going to be okay like he knew i was out because like it wasn't a not planned pregnancy but at the same time like we we just started trying because we weren't quite sure we were going to have issues i knew high risk i I guess i'll start there i had a kidney transplant when i was 11. i've had all these doctors my whole life tell me i'll have one healthy pregnancy and then to hear i'm having twins like my mind was just racing like how is this even gonna be 
Um, so on top of like medical things, he just knew that my whole brain was just fried and that she said too, because I was like, that, that's not even, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> like, that sounds awful. And I really struggled with that, the yeah. um, with having to, and that was even into after I had them, I was just in denial. Um, but we left, I just was laughing because I was like, you're kidding me, right? Like, this is my luck. I would get, you know, which now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so blessed. But then I was like, no, I'm freaking out. Like I called like 17 of my friends on the way home. Cause I was like, I just have to freak out to somebody right now. Cause my husband went back to work and in hindsight, he really should have came home with me, <laughs> but he yeah. went back to like, did you tell anybody at work? And he was like, no, I was like, why are you not freaking out? But in that appointment, Man. she just kind of gave it to me straight. And he just kept looking at me. He's like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, none of this is going to be okay. Like, I'm not prepared for this. Like, you know, just, it's not that I didn't want kids. It's just that like, I wasn't expecting all of this at this time in my life. Like I was finally getting to a point with my business, trying to get to for five years. And like, it was like, this came upon me and I was like, crap, <laughs> what am I going to do? How am I going to do all of this? And so my mom came over that night. I was, I left and I was like, I was freaking out. I was not okay mentally. Like I already have um, a history of depression. And so I just knew I was like, I had it in my head. I was like, this is going to ruin me. Like, how am I going to do this? And um, so anyway, fast forward, we told my parents, everybody had you know, their shocked moment. And um, I was still sitting in that when I couldn't move on from that. Like I, I feel like I always have to remind myself that um, because other people, you know, are trying to get pregnant or, you know, have, have gone through tragic stories with pregnancy or, or whatever. I have to remind myself that like my story is valid and, and my feelings towards it are valid. Um, but I had, yeah. and it was like, I just had this mindset, this terrible mindset over um, being pregnant with twins and I just couldn't get over it. Of course, I mean, in my pregnancy, I kind of got into this, like, okay, this is happening. We're prepared. The nursery's ready. We have everything we need. And I felt more at ease about it. And I did get to a point where I was like, this is going to be fine. And then when, I, when did you, cause I know we talked about this a lot whenever you were pregnant, but when did you get to a point where you were finally at peace with that? Um, I think it took me until after they were born. I know a yeah. lot of moms they have like, like sometimes they don't have like a, an immediate connection to their kid or not that they don't love them. It's just like, they're really looking for this magic moment, you know? Um, me right here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have that magic moment. And I was like, uh, did I mess up? This is supposed to be great. You know? Yeah. yeah and right. I don't know. I think I, and I, I, I didn't do myself any favors because I really, like I said, I romanticized this newborn stage and the newborn yeah. stage was just terrible. <laughs> it was, it was, I mean, you guys have had newborns before you get it. And, um, yep. Yeah, but multiply that by two. We right. don't know, you know? Yeah. And um, I told my husband, I was like, you have to take at least three weeks off. Like, I can't, I just had no clue what I was getting myself into. I think was just, I was just so blind to, because I'm a first time mom. I, I don't have anything to compare it to. Um, So I really just kind of had this, like, I had to like, this sounds so crazy because like, I love them so much, you know? And, but I really had to like, 
grieve this, what I had in my head of what my what first time motherhood was going to look like for me. And uh, that was really hard because, you know, I wanted just, you know, it was almost in my head, like a newborn was like an accessory and, you know, you just showed it off and everything. And then I had, you know, twins and I'm, you know, a singleton is hard. A single singleton newborn is hard. But then when you add a whole other baby to it, it's like, it's just, I was not well, guys. No, yeah. <laughs> but um, so like I did, kind of, and then it, it just didn't help that I didn't get the birth that I wanted. I had to have a scheduled C-section um, with twins. They only allow, well, when it, you, I mean, any OB, I think really when you go in and you have, are having twins, twin A has to be head down or it's automatically a scheduled C-section. Baby B can be breech, but twin A has to be head down. And both of my girls were breached. <laughs> so I had no chance of a, of a natural delivery. So I've really had, it took me a long time. I mean, really up until the delivery, I'm probably a week before I delivered, I was like, okay, you know, they're coming in safely. We're going to be fine. Like the recovery won't be bad. You know, it won't be terrible. It's not going to be a cakewalk, but it won't be bad. And, um, so, you know, the day comes August 22nd, I, we wake up super early in the morning. I have the very first C-section scheduled at 7am. I think we went back there at like eight, they were born at eight twelve and eight fourteen. It was so fast. It was like, my head was spinning how fast everything was. And, uh, well, Kennedy's had a scheduled C-section, so she gets it, but, um, it's, it's just like, so it's, it's like so weird how it is because it is like you said, just so quick. Like yeah. you go, you get the spinal. Uh, for me, it felt like I was going to die for a minute. Like my heart, I don't know. It was weird. But then like, and then you have a baby in two seconds. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. And when I went in, cause when I heard like, you know, my OB was really good in telling me like, she might flip. You never know. Like, you know, don't hold out. Oh, on good. Yeah really nice but you know then it was like the week before and she was like I'm sorry like we're just gonna keep the scheduled date and I was like you know that's fine and she checked right before they took me in to make sure that they both were head down um because she knew I really didn't want to see a c-section and I, my husband was very supportive in you know like talking me through things and you know him telling me that you know I understand this isn't what you wanted but this is how it has to be to get them both here safely and I carried, I was 37 weeks um, to the day and they both were six pounds um, even and 19 inches long exactly. Both of them were the exact same size. And I feel like that's oh pretty big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are like almost normal size babies. Yeah. yeah. So they, and that was like the one thing I wanted to avoid was NICU time. I kept thinking like, I can grieve the delivery I wanted, but like, I can't have NICU babies. Like I am not strong enough for that. I also think like, if like some, some twin moms, they'll go into labor on their own at like 35, sometimes even earlier, like 35 weeks, 34 weeks. And that's just what it would have been. It would have not been a scheduled C-section. It would have been completely different. For so. sure. And I remember telling my OB, I said, I would like to explore um, that before I knew that, like, it, I, I don't know, I hadn't even had my anatomy scan then when I talked about this with her. But I said, um, I want to have a natural birth with no medications. Like, is that possible for me? And she said, well, I'm going to tell you right now, if you have a vaginal 
birth for twin A, unmedicated, and then you have to have an emergency C-section with baby B, I'm going to put you under anesthesia and you're going to forget the whole thing. Like you won't remember the whole thing. So then I was like, okay, you've talked me into a epidural at the very least. And then, you know, I didn't get to have any, I think the one thing, it sounds so weird. And I know like, I'm sure people that have had like traumatic birth stories are like, girl, you're crazy. But like, I wanted to like, I have no idea what labor feels like, you know, like I, I don't know. I think it's just like one of those things that my body is supposed to do completely naturally. And I missed out on all that. And that sounds silly, yeah. but it's it, like, no, I'm, it's not. It's, it's not silly because I had a friend that she was like, she had, a, I think she had a C-section with her first and then her second, um, she decided not to because she wanted to be able to feel the birth because and she's like, I know this sounds weird. I'm like, I don't think that sounds weird. And she was yeah. the experiences were so different. It was like, and it after was nice I, to know. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm a mom, I have so many mom friends and like listening to everybody's story. It's like, it's so common that people don't get the birth that they wanted, which is really sad. But, and I, I listened to your guys' podcast today to kind of prepare myself. The last one that Kennedy was in and um, you guys kind of hit yeah. on that um, but so I, it was kind of a good thing that I knew ahead of time that I was having a scheduled C-section so I could kind of grieve that. Um, but then when they got here, that first night in the hospital was just, oh my gosh, I want, I think first time motherhood is just, it's so hard because you just have absolutely no clue what to expect. I wanted, I went in there saying I wanted to breastfeed, I wanted to pump, but it was formula. And I'm sure the nurse, now that I know all of that, I'm sure the nurses were like, figure out what you want, girlfriend, because we can't do all three. <laughs> and it was, so I just, I've formula fed my girls and it took me a long time to forgive myself. I feel like bringing these girls into the world came with more grief than anything that I just was not prepared for because I didn't get the delivery I wanted. It wasn't first time motherhood with one kid that I thought I was going to have. And you know, that I just pictured for myself my entire life has become before becoming a mom. And then um, I wasn't able to breastfeed. But you know, when I was pumping it, I was getting like next to nothing. And it was like stuck in the tubes, and they weren't even getting anything, you know, and my girls wouldn't latch very well. And it just was that was a whole nother thing. So I felt like I was just knocked down every single time something came up. And so it was like, this was just not, you know, this is not how I pictured my first time motherhood going with a newborn. And yeah, my, you didn't you didn't get any like besides having two healthy babies, which obviously you were like obviously thankful for, but like you just you didn't get any wins with yes. all these new things you're trying to do. You just kept like yes. you kept in your mind losing, and, the, and not that you were, but you just in your mind you were telling yourself you're losing. Yeah, I think and, like a lot of a lot of people have like a picture of what they want, and like obviously like I I do, you know. And we, I feel yeah. like we all do. And so, yeah, it is disappointing. Obviously, it's not, but. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, uh, but I remember that first night. I don't remember a lot of the first probably eight months, but I remember the first night in the hospital. It was, it was awful. Like, oh. they, they both just screamed the entire time. I mean, my husband turned around at one point, and I had a C-section. I could get that first night. I out of bed nobody had helped me get out of bed yet and bless his heart he just turned around and he goes what have we done like what did we get ourselves into and I was just like I don't know man I don't know what they need I don't know I have no idea you know and but 
it got better. You know, we kind of, the nurses the next day really helped us kind of understand like what to expect more so, you know, and, but, and one of our girls, um, man, she had a scream that was just like, holy <laughs> it was terrible. And, you know, of course, then you get them home and there's the witching hour that you had no clue existed. And anyway, we got them home. I would say, sorry, I knew I was going to do this. I like dance around the questions, but, um, oh, you're okay. um, Kennedy asked me when I really kind of got over that. And I would say probably around the eight month mark, eight months postpartum. Um, I really struggled with postpartum rage and that was really, really scary. Um, but having two babies screaming in your face or like having one baby screaming and then you like need to feed the other. And it's like, Oh my gosh. Like it was, I felt like my head was spinning the first two weeks. Like, I mean, I looked at my husband, we were like four days home and I was like, we look like we have aged 10 years, like every single night for probably the first month and a half. I think both of us got about an hour of sleep every single night. Like it was just exhausting. And we were so bad at asking for help. Like my mom would offer to spend the night one night and do the night shift so we could get a good night of sleep. But we're just the kind of people, if somebody's in our home, like we can't sleep. We don't feel, you know, one of my friends from South Carolina, she flew in to help me for the first week. And I was like, I love you and I'm so happy you're here, but like, I feel like a terrible host and it's stressing me out. And she went and stayed with her mom the whole time. And I felt really bad, but it was just what we needed in the moment. And so, yeah, that was. I'm sure she understood. I'm sure she understood oh, yeah. that. Great about it. I also, but... think, like, I also think like, um, it just, it's just overwhelming with a guest in general with yes. a new baby, yeah. let alone two. And they're trying to help and you're like, I really don't know what the hell they even need because yeah. I'm trying to get to know them. So yeah. it's, it's just kind of like really know an added I, it's an added stressor for sure. Yes. She slept on the couch the first night she was here and they I mean, when we came downstairs the next morning, she was like, I don't think I want kids <laughs> because she was like, I didn't know they screamed so much. And I was like, Yeah, well, I didn't know either until I had them. <laughs> Well, not every baby screams like that. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, my girls, I have, they just kind Ellie of went did, but... there. One was a really good sleeper, but then the other one wasn't. And then the, that one would become a good sleeper. And then the other one would be up all night. And um, it's just, it's really hard not to get frustrated with a newborn. And that was, I really, really struggled with. And I think the first two weeks, people just kind of like my family and every and my husband really just kind of pulled it together as baby blues. And I would get really frustrated because they'd be like, oh, yeah, you're in that first two weeks. It's blues. You're going to be fine. You know, and I was just texting my sister saying, like, just scary things. Like, I just was like, they don't need me. Like, they're about me. This isn't like my husband doesn't need me. He probably wishes babies with somebody else. Like, doing a good enough job. I can't balance it all. I was two weeks postpartum, like, you know, all my hormones were just crashing down on me, <laughs> you know, and, but then I realized a month later, I was still thinking all of those things. And then two months later, I was still thinking those things. And three months later, and four months later, and finally, I think it was like eight or nine months postpartum, I went to my primary care doctor, I went to my OB first, and I found out that my OB didn't, 
wasn't a very good help in that aspect, but we won't get into that. But so I finally, oh, girl, we can if we need to. Well, but I think I think <laughs> the OB was also a twin mom and tried to make it a little competitive. Yeah. I overthink things chronically. <laughs> like I am a serial overthinker, and so. I knew her personally and I really trusted her and I do still, I think she's a wonderful doctor. She, I mean, I think she had my best interest at heart, but when I told her all the things that I was feeling, she looked at me and she said, I think you need to get over it. And I was like, okay, I will do that. But I just like shut down completely in that office. Like I was just like, I can't believe she just said that to me. Like, you know, I had all these terrible, over here and now she's just going to look at me and say that knowing that I was medicated for depression before I ever even had my girls and I was unclear on how that medication would affect my pregnancy so I just stopped taking it so I was completely unregulated <laughs> at this point and so um, you, at that point at five months you still hadn't been back on anything no um because I just didn't, I don't know, like some days I was like, I'm fine. Other days I was like, the world was crashing down around me. And I don't know. I just kind of, I knew I needed a different dosage (laughs) at this point anyway. Um, So then I just, and I cried the whole way home. I, you know, I cried probably that entire night with my husband and I finally, I, it's such an embarrassing story and I get into it because it makes me feel like a terrible mom, but I had a breaking point moment with my daughter when she was eight months old, I think, where she just wouldn't stop crying. And I was like, I'm going to lose it. I'm literally going to lose it on an eight month old. And that is ridiculous. Like, I have to get my crap together. And I just sat there and I cried and I cried and I cried. And she was just in my arms, you know, just sitting up looking at me like, what's wrong here? I, I mean, it was it was like the lowest moment of my life. It felt like, like I was just, I, why do you, you know, who yells at a freaking eight month old? Like you're a terrible person. You're a horrible mom. Like, why are you even here? No. Hey, I'm going to stop you right there and just say that you're not the only person that has ever done that. It's very, very common. Yeah. So and many, so, so many you're not, moms. You're not a yeah, horrible you're... mom. It's just. No. You... I've yelled at, I still yell at Ellie sometimes. And I'm like. Oh my gosh, I I sound terrible, and like yeah. you you cry, you feel the guilt. But guess what? You get you get to have a little bit of a do over because they're so little that they're not going to remember. And that that one time of yelling at them, you have to tell yourself like, it's not going to ruin. I did not just ruin my child. I they're yeah. fine. She's fine. No girl, like you're gonna make me tear up because I, I'm sorry. I've been there. <laughs> no, I'm glad. No, I I've, I've been there. Kennedy's probably been there where we just like lose it and it's okay. My, my last day of like, I can't do this. Like if this is how it's going to be, I can't, I can't be involved because something bad is going to happen and I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life, you know? And, um, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm like, I'm going to get off the phone and be like, whoa, I overshared, (laughs) but no, no, it's good. It's good to. They need to hear this. People, other moms need to hear that this is normal, like, feelings. And then they need to know, like, the next step. And that you're getting ready to tell us is that you knew, like, this was the final straw. And you knew you had to get help or it was going to be bad. And you chose to get help. And that's, like, the bravest thing you could have ever done. 
for yeah. you. I'm off <laughs> for you and your daughter. Like yourself, it was a really brave thing to do. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. But I, I mean, it was like every single day that I was texting my husband. I can't do this anymore. Like we need. I need to go back to work full time. I was back in in person therapy, and she told me, you know, she said stay at home mom is not for everybody. And I don't want to tell you that it's not for you. You need to make that decision yourself. But you really need to think hard on is this being a stay at home mom for you? Can you make that work without losing your temper on your daughters? And I really had to think about that. And that's when I started uh, working one day a week back at Polly's because I was like, I need a day where I'm not responsible for these two. And, um, I used to get like this, like, I just, I mean, like the term blind with rage is so real because like, I would just like, my eyes would just like go fuzzy and I would just like be angry, you know, like for no reason. I mean, there would be a reason I would just completely overstimulated and touched out. And, um, but when my husband got home that particular night, um, after he showered and everything, I told him, I said, I'm leaving. I will be safe wherever I go, but just know that I'm not coming back until I'm ready, but I don't want you to worry about me. And I sat at the park and I like screamed at God. Like I was just like, why can't I shake this? Why can't I be a better mom? Why can't, you know, like I've, I've been praying that you take this anger away from me, give me patience. And I'm still sitting here with this boiled up anger and I'm not patient every single day. And, um, I finally opened up to my mother-in-law a little bit more about how I absolutely hated being alone with them. But it was so stressful to be alone with them because they just required so much all the time. And this was at a time where I I could not get them down for putting them down for naps was the worst thing. I hated it and it came 3 times a day. We did so many car naps because I just I couldn't do it. I was so happy to go down to two naps and I finally like was getting like the wake windows down and everything like that. And that changed the way I parented. Like I was just more calm when where we like got into that wake window thing. And it was, it felt like a much more scheduled day for me. And I had something to do, to, but putting them down at the same time, it was like when one was screaming, the other was screaming. And I, I just needed to step away. I had to remind myself constantly, like if they're in their crib, they're safe and you can walk out of this room and breathe. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I've walked out of that room and just said, you know, to God, like, where were you in there? Like, why didn't you help me in there? Why didn't you, you know, just have one be calm for me this one time. And it was yeah. just like, I had this rain cloud over my head. Like everything was just poor, poor, pitiful me. I'm Tori. I'm the one that has that everything's harder for me. When in reality, it was like, my mindset was just crushing my day from the moment I woke up. And I just couldn't yeah. shake that. And um, so I remember, so I went to the park that night and I was like screaming at God, like I was angry and I just needed somebody to blame. And he was the only one in the car with me. <laughs> and, right. um, and I just, I just bawled. I just, it was a moment of like, <laughs> I needed this, you know, I needed this alone time. And I texted my husband and I said, if something doesn't change, I'm not going to make it to their first birthday. And that was so scary. Like, especially, I don't know. It just was having that 
moment was really, really hard because I told him, I said, I'm, you know, he said, we're going to make it through this. And I said, I'm terrified. I'm not going to make it through this. And um, so sorry, I'm getting so serious. Um, no, this is, and no, continue. I have the world's best husband because he has held my hand through so much this last year and he's just really been amazing and he stops the next week, you know, he makes sure I'm okay. And, He'll bring home Mexican or Chinese or whatever if I can't do it all, you know. Like he just he's he's really great. Anyway, um, I'm we so love sorry. good husbands. We yes. love them. They're game changers for sure. Yeah. For stay at any moms. Um. So anyway, you know, I came home and I and that day I made an appointment with my primary caregiver and um, they put me on some medication. And I mean, it took a couple weeks for me to actually like notice anything and I felt better um and then it was like two months later you know I was I was really proud of myself I felt like I was in a space where you know I put myself first and in that way it helped my relationship with my daughters and um and Mm -hmm. I really kind of let go of that like you know like I'm not good at praying and that sounds silly but like I'm I'm not good at praying so the one thing I just I always would start off with is like you know this this anger and this resentment and um this grief like just take it today like I don't want it it's yours and I'm giving it to you I'm laying it down and I'm walking away and ever since then like that's just kind of been like I can feel like my mind my mindset shifting and um that's been a huge game changer and now I feel like I'm in a place where I can enjoy my daughters and I don't feel this, like you've taken something away from me when that's, you know, clearly that's not what it was. I brought them into this world. I made that choice and I'm happy with that choice, you know, but it really took me a long time to get there. Um, And I had to have, you know, I had to reach out and really communicate with my family and let them know that like, you know, just saying you've got this mama, like, like, I'm telling you, I don't, and I need you to show up for me right now in this, like, like, you you know, and so now that, that was a game changer as well, especially, like, with my mom, because, you know, my mom is my biggest supporter, and she'll tell me, like, you can do anything, you know, you can do hard things, um, but this time, I tell her, like, I'm not doing well in this, and I really need my people to show up for me, and they did, and they've done a wonderful job ever, I mean, they've done a wonderful job got here, but um really leaning on the people around me has 100 percent saved my life like it's just been so <laughs> yeah so community and support systems are so so important and um also like your relationship with god was really tested just through all yeah. that like and you know i mean and obviously hearing you like obviously you're you're relationship with god has just gotten stronger it sounds like yes through this yeah and um it is it's hard it is hard to pray it really Mm -hmm. is and so like the fact that you for finally you finally found the words and the the right scripture to be like you know to give it to god because i'm pretty sure that's a scripture and you were able to put it at his feet (laughs) and yeah yeah, you literally were a like that's amazing and he was he was looking for that scripture to come out of you, and I'm that's that's Tori. This is a lot, girl. Like you, right. 
<laughs> no, don't be sorry. Like, I was sharing all this. Like, it's all motherhood gonna... is so real. It's so real, and wow, I'm just like. It's also good that. It's just yeah. also good that like people in your support system were like, okay, you need to actually do something rather they than that. You. you got this mama you can do it like shut up for five seconds because that <laughs> isn't always what we want to hear because yeah. i'm telling you right now no i can't and i need help yeah <laughs> and you can delete that part if you need to <laughs> i did have in with yeah my... they listen to you go ahead yeah sorry but um my mother-in-law is like she has twin daughters so she totally knew what it, it mm -hmm. you know was in for and she told me it gets so much easier after three months three months came and i'm telling you three months went and it was not easier it was harder i think and because they just still weren't sleeping at night and it was just awful um but she was like amazing help because like i mean i would she would come and she'd be like you can go <laughs> like oh she doesn't me but then i realized she was like no go like get out of this house. I'm offering it like leave. I got this. And she was like the first person that I was like, it was so hard because I hated bottle time. It took him forever to drink a bottle. And like, you just constantly, I just felt like I was constantly feeding. And with twins, it feels like, like an assembly line. Like you just do one and the other, and then it just is over and over. Diaper changes, bedtime routine. Like it just felt like I was stuck in like just this assembly line with them and that finally went away like around like five months when they kind of started getting like a little bit of personality uh when they're just like these little potatoes that do nothing but scream at you it's like oh my gosh it's like these little potatoes <laughs> um no but they're just i can say that i am on the other side of all of that now i still have hard days but like i know when to like i i also did have to have my medication up but now I'm like, I can honestly say like, I'm on the other side of that now. I feel like we're in a spot where my husband and I can focus on our marriage again a little bit more and, you know, kind of have some normalcy back and like a little bit, we're in a routine now and it just feels really good. And the girls are so fun. I love one year old, like they're going to be 13 months or something next week or this week. I don't know. And I really, really, really love this age. It's so fun. <laughs> but yeah i'll have my moments like i'm not perfect but i by any means but um yeah, no much more fun right now <laughs> the newborn it's so nice to... <laughs> yeah like screw the newborn stage like i'm with you on that and i only had the one so and yeah like, i felt like ellie never stopped crying for the first five months of her life so i can only imagine if there was two i'm yeah. not like wouldn't stop crying um yeah. like i i mean i don't get it because i don't but i could imagine um but hearing you like go go t share all that like very like in intimate stuff with us i really appreciate that but hearing all that and then now hearing you like on the other side of it is so refreshing that like when somebody was telling me when i was in the thick of it that like it gets better i was like when when does it get better because i'm not i don't see i don't see the light at the end of the tunnel i really don't and like but then I got there and it was like, okay, I get what they're saying now. But in mm -hmm. the moment, it is so hard to hear that, even though you do need to hear that because it's, they're not lying. You just yeah. feel 
feel like they're lying to you. Um, but to see you on the other side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wait, what did you just say? It cut out. I, like, people are like, oh, it gets better. And you're like, cool, okay, got it. That's not helpful right now. But it it is true advice. It does get better. I have a friend that has a newborn right now. And I'm like, I know this is annoying to hear. But it, I promise you'll sleep again. I promise it'll come. And she's like, okay, shut up. It's not, it's not helpful right now. Like, I need sleep. But, um, so anyway, that's, but yeah, it is kind of a, I guess, coming out of all of this, it is kind of a passion of mine to really show up for the moms in my life. I think, I think that's just really important, knowing where I've been and knowing where some of my friends could be that they just aren't saying, you know, in mental, mentally hard situations. I always want my friends to know that they can count on me and that I realize how hard it can be. And, or like I yeah. tell kids, I'm like, drop your kids off at my house. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Cause Kennedy think, needs a book. <laughs> it was like, two, it was like two days ago. I think I was, I, I don't know if I texted you, Caddy, but I was just like, it was not, I was unwell, dude. I was <laughs> not kind of what Tori was like explaining. Just, I can't do this. And I was texting her a little bit and she just like, bring them over, drop them off. <laughs> and, and at that point I'm like, I don't like to be a burden on someone, you know, she, like, she has freaking twins and what, adding two more, <laughs> adding two She's more like, to that. She did too. So bring it on. Right. Yeah. yeah. For the other day, I would, I have a, a stroller that seats four. just plop them in there. We'll go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. No, so. same Kennedy. If you need to drop your kids off, you just let us know. I'll take one. She can have yeah. one or whatever. That works. I'm Evenly dead serious. I'll have both. She'll have both. <laughs> What'd yeah, you say? I kids. said even disperse them around town. I've got some questions. This is saying? this is like on the twin topic, but not what we were talking about at all. It's kind of more of a educational and lighthearted um, a piece of the piece of the story but um can you share a little bit about what type of twins you have and and caddy i want to know what type of twin you are do you know yeah are you and i Tori, go ahead and explain okay so i only know about what the girls were i, I know there's mo and die and my girls were die die fraternal twins um so i essentially for lack of a better word laid two eggs and they both were fertilized and um is so it my, rare no no i don't believe no. so okay i think wait a most, second wait a second so your mother-in-law was the one that had the twins right but but that's, it's it crazy so for so uh. she actually did have um she took medicine for infertility so her chances of having twins it wasn't like a it runs in the family kind of thing but also I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere. I'm not like a doctor or anything. I don't do much research on pregnancies like I should probably. But, um, it's fine. So the, oh, what was it? Um, so to for it to run in your family, for me, it would have had to run on my maternal side. So like it being on my husband's like my husband having twin sisters doesn't include me at all. Like, cause I wouldn't get any kind of genetics from his mom, if that makes sense. So oh, yeah. that, uh, my mother's 
side and she doesn't have any twins in her family. I don't think so. It was just a, I don't know. Yeah. So a happy, yeah. A happy accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my girls, my type of twin pregnancy was a die, die twin pregnancy, which I want to say is probably like a common, I don't know. Cause it, it, I think it is fairly rare. I don't know the statistics, any of it, but I do believe, uh, fraternal twins, there's a higher, uh, higher percentage of fraternal twins than there are identical. Um, but when, so die, die is almost always fraternal there's like a 30 percent chance or something like that that they could have been identical um but die die is separate placentas separate something else what is the other thing in there i know what you're talking about but i think like i think like for me i don't because i don't know much about like twin pregnancies mm -hmm. that's just i haven't experienced that so um i think for me it just sounds kind of more rare that there were two eggs to be fertilized but yeah. I guess it's I mean it's called hyper ovulation so I'm just really good my body's really good at laying eggs so nope. good you're a chicken it, it was the first time we even like see so me and my husband we weren't like we mainly didn't have protected sex because don't put that in there my mother-in-law might listen to this um, <laughs> um, because we were just a little worried that we might have trouble getting pregnant. So we were like, well, shoot, we'll test it out. And literally the first time we got pregnant with spontaneous fraternal twins. Um, but you just never so. know. It could take a year. It could take a month. You just never know. Yeah. It's yeah. You literally never know. So only test that out if you're really, really ready for kids, because sometimes I'm still like, I don't know. That ready for this. <laughs> yeah. So when you said it's the there's two placentas, you said and yes, it's sacs and two separate sacs. Yeah. So they were in there, which is actually the least high risk, which was really good because I already had medical stuff on top that made it a little scary, and um, I did have to see an MFM in Springfield, um, which was basically a waste of time because I had a really healthy pregnancy, um, which was a blessing because there's I don't know the statistics of this either but they gave me a form like a pamphlet to fill out because the rate of kidney transplant recipients that have gotten pregnant with spontaneous twins is like next to like nobody it's I, I mean there's like very few in the state of Illinois that of like kidney transplant recipients that have gotten pregnant with twins so are you part of a study what's that are you part of a study now? So I can be if I if I wanted to put in like my data and like my, you know, like my chart, I guess I could. I haven't done it. And I normally I'm like, heck, yeah, let me help, you know, future moms that get pregnant with twins. I just haven't had the time really to do it. I have. I just forget about it. But um, so, yeah, that was really cool. They, but I, I mean, every time I went, everything looked perfect. The girls grew great. And I mean, I think if I had gone to 40 weeks, I would have had freaking 10 pound twins or something stupid. So, um, but they That's were awesome. Yeah. So, um, we were really blessed that everything went just about as, I mean, really like the most success story you possibly think of for twins. I mean, other yeah. than a scheduled C-section, which isn't a, 
I mean, that's just a mishap. That's not, it's a little more unlucky than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. They so, had... Go ahead. So my, with my mom, they, they did. So it runs in my, my grandma's side and it skips a generation on my grandma's side. So my grandma is a twin, but she didn't have twins, but two of her kids had twins. Gotcha. Um, and my grandma's a mirror twin so they're okay. identical but like they mirror each other yeah which is kind of crazy because when you put them next to each other like when they were like kids it was like <laughs> like a mirror anyway so and then my mom's sister had a boy girl twin which are obviously fraternal right yes and then with with carlin and i like it just was not like your twins are identical or your twins are fraternal. They just didn't tell her. Yeah. I, Probably fraternal. Like, but there's a 30% chance that you could still be identical. So you can test it. Can I feel like yeah, we should. We really yeah, should. I think we are only because like my grandma and her twin are. Uh huh. So because we are also girl twins, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe there's a higher chance there. I don't know. Someone told me that mirror imaging twins are fraternal twins. Oh, they Is are? That's what I'm pretty sure. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Like I, I mean, said, that would I... make sense if they're not exactly the same. They mirror each other. Yeah. So that makes sense. Uh, who knows? I'll have to look that up. I don't know much. I am a twin. But I, all I know is that I am a twin. That's all I got. I, I know. <laughs> I'm in a die die twin mom group and i follow like the twiniversity and stuff that was the first podcast i started listening to like oh, i would cool. listen to my appointments because i'm so freaking nervous about everything um and it, it is a really good podcast if you're expecting twins or you have twins but um but that's about it and i think one of the issues was that like you know how your instagram and facebook like they target your ads and stuff it was like my entire Instagram and TikTok and everything was full of twin moms. And it was like, I was just seeing too much twin stuff that I was like, my whole head was spinning. And I was like, I have to, I have to watch a movie or something that has nothing to do with twins. Cause it was like everything. And I, sometimes I think that like, I mean, twin moms might come for me for this, but like some twin moms are like, like twin moms can be culty. I think that sounds really weird, but like, some twin moms are scary, <laughs> like not scary, but like they just are like so into being a twin mom. And I'm so me and my husband really encourage the girls to be their own individuals. And like, I feel like we do a really good job of treating them as individuals because they're they're already so opposite that it's like, you know, how would you even treat them? the exact? You know, they just have their own individuality and they they they're definitely opposites already. Maybe they'll grow to like the same stuff when they're older. But right now one is very calm and she's very good at independent play. And then the other one is like by my side constantly and needs to be held all day long. And um, which could drive me crazy, but I'll miss when she doesn't want me to hold her all the time. <laughs> yeah. But, no, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like me and my sister, like I will like let you know, like like she's my best friend. I, I like, it's, 
like take this with a grain of salt for me but like sometimes I grieve not giving Ellie a twin right not that I, I had no really I can I some days I think like you know I have, you know, they're twin A and twin B and have been since the moment they saw them on the screen. And I don't really know how they decipher who's twin A and who's twin B. Um, but like, I always thought like twin B was the, I don't know. I feel like there's always like twin A is the protector of twin B and twin B just kind of follows what twin A does. And twin A is always bigger than twin B, but like my girls were the exact same size. And my twin B, Hattie, I mean, she really, they're, in the beginning was bigger than Hinley. And, um, but now I see their personalities and I'm like, Hinley definitely follows more what Hattie does. And so it's just funny that like all twin moms are like, my twin A is the protector and my twin B just follows along. And, and my girls just don't fit that normal twin mold. And I really like that because I don't want them to feel compared to the other or like have these roles set for them before they even decide what's going on, you know? Um, 100%. But I, yeah. I'm to see, like, their bond is really starting to form now. Like, they don't, they'll play with stuff, and I'm constantly, like, I feel like they already fight all day long over toys and pacifiers and whatever else. But, because um, they're definitely in this stage where um, when one has something, the other has to have it, or it's a meltdown. So I always have to have two sippy cups on hand, like, you know, two of everything on hand. Um, yeah. But I am so excited. There was one day I had them down for a nap. And they usually nap from like three-ish to four-ish in the afternoon. And they both were just sitting there like babbling to each other. And I was, it's the only time they've done that so far. But I was like, that is the cutest freaking thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, me and my sister, we had our own language. um, Like literally. Like we, my mom was like, we knew exactly what we were saying to each other. Mm -hmm. Like my mom like we would talk and then we'd go and and do what the other the twin wanted us to do and my mom was just like what how do you how do they, how do you know what they're saying how do you know what your sister's saying like yeah um but yeah it's i like i said like it will be so awesome to see your girls like grow up and like hopefully be friends i've seen twins like not be friends and i always thought that was so weird but um yeah like, we have our different yeah, for sure. Go ahead. You were still talking. Um, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So, like, my parents, I feel like we're always good about, like, us doing our own things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we did a lot of things together. I will not, like, I won't lie. Like, also because it's just kind of easier. <laughs> like, but, like, yeah. it came to a point where my sister really, like, ventured out more than me. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, she wanted to dry, try gym. And I was not, like, allowed to do gym with her. Yeah. She didn't say that, but it was kind of, like, an unspoken, like, twin thing, I guess. And, yeah. like, I'm glad that she did that because then that made me go out and do something, like, that I wanted to do. So, like, I did indoor soccer when she did gym. And then we had these separate lives. And then we got to come back and talk about it together. And... I think that is important. I'm really glad that you're not like making these kids fit a mold. Um, I think as they get older though, you might start seeing like, like my sister like would kind of, she was the leader. She was like a natural born leader. And mm-hmm. I am like a, she taught me how to be a leader. Like now, Carlin are, is, yeah. Are you twin A or twin B or do you know? Um, I was born second. So that'd okay. be twin B. 
Yes, yes. So unfortunately, we fit the mold, but that's all right. I'm sure there's plenty out there that I'm do. Timid though, like I wasn't, I wasn't timid. Like my, like I wasn't scared to do anything. Like hmm. Marlon would just lead, and then a lot of times, like we go up to the, down the slide, and then we get up to the top, and then Marlon would make me go down first. Mm-hmm. I wasn't scared about it. I'd be like, okay, yeah. She, I would just, you know, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, my girls just had, so Hattie just had an appointment. I had to take her into the pediatrician uh, yesterday. And it was so funny because she's like, she almost has like resting bitch face when she's like sees strangers because she's like, I have no interest in talking to you. But And like, so all the nurses and everything, she like didn't even crack a smile with or anything. And then my mom had Henley downstairs outside, like playing in the grass while we were in Hattie's appointment. And I came outside and she was literally waving at everybody that passed by. Like when we're in our little wagon, she waves like she's in a parade and Hattie just like stares at everybody. And I'm like, you girls are hilarious. So I do, I can see Henley being like the leader just because she's like, she's more social. But Hattie, I'm chill over here. I don't need anybody's approval, you know? (laughs) Oh my gosh, their personalities. Yeah. It's so fun. It's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. It's just more fun now. Yeah, way more fun. Yes, there's still. I'm going to interrupt really quick. I got to go because she is driving me insane. And I think she has a fever. Oh no! Oh no! Whoa. But I, she, she's been sick for like two or three days. So, oh no! Darn it! I know. Okay. Well, I take care you of her. Sharing everything. Yeah. Anytime. I hope she's okay. Let us know. I yeah. Know. Let us okay. know how it goes. Okay. We okay. might be at pleasure tomorrow. I don't. Okay. Okay. I'll see you there Bye. if you go. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my goodness do you have so do you have i think i I remembered what i was gonna say um and then i forgot it again so um there's that i think it was along the lines of oh oh oh, yes 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 so when you said that you try to you try to let your mom friends know that you're here for them you know um so like i feel like like that's kind of why i started this podcast is so Mm -hmm. that i some so moms wouldn't feel so alone because they would hear other stories and they would you know it would help them like know like no other moms um what would be your like top advice for a mom who's really struggling struggling in that newborn stage um i would really just say don't be afraid to ask for help um me and like i said me and my husband were awful at asking for help and when I started going to in-person therapy again, she was like, so what was your like shift change like? And I was like, what do you mean shift change? She's like, who did you like, who did you rely on? When did you know, when did one sleep? When did the other, when was the other awake? And I thought we both were surviving. Like we both were just, you know, working on fumes. And so I would just say, absolutely lean into your village and um don't be afraid to make mom friends because i was i had like one mom friend and then my sister who just became a new mom as well um and i like i mean kennedy not that she forced me to be her mom friend but like i'm more shy and like i don't know like i really pour into the people that i'm very comfortable with but like it takes me a, a minute to like warm up to people and I was a little intimidated with Kennedy, but she like basically was like, you're my friend now. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So in a way, Kennedy really inspired me to um, 
to just be there for people be like because she was there for me i had a hard time with one of my girls just spitting up constantly and she came over and helped me feed her and um yeah it's just really really rely on your people if you need to be and it doesn't make you a bad mom if you need help like we were not meant to do this alone like nobody was meant to do life by themselves and nobody was meant to mother by themselves like it's it's not a one-person job and it's it's 100 okay if you if you need the help it's not a shameful ask <laughs> No. I mean, people used to live, like, you used to live in a house with, with the mom, the grandmother, the great-grandma. You know, like, everybody lived together. And yes. so, it's just not, like, socially normal to do that anymore, at least, like, in the United States. And, like, I lived with my mom the first month of Ellie's life because we didn't have anywhere to live yet. Um, yeah. Ellie was super unplanned, super, la like, <laughs> very unplanned pregnancy. Um, yeah. and we didn't have and it was during covid so it was like yeah hard anyway and i remember like mom would be like let me just let me just take her mm -hmm. let you eat your breakfast here that i made for you and pump and i'm gonna take her upstairs because she's she's good she's happy mm -hmm. so let's just take her upstairs and i remember sobbing eating my breakfast pumping mm -hmm. like a like a cow and mm -hmm. just like being grateful that my mom took Ellie for a second, but also feeling so guilty that yes. I was not doing it for them. Yes. And that's the, like the guilt that's, you just can't like, you, you can't, can't feel it. guilty. That's the, that's, it's, it's a very big, it, it really kind of took over my life in the first few weeks of their lives. Cause it was like, I, you know, my mother-in-law was a twin mom. My OB was a twin mom. And I, like I said, I knew, I know my OB personally. So I kind of had a different, it wasn't just a, a patient doctor kind of relationship. I, I knew her and I knew she had twins. You know, I've, I've been in the same room as her kids and stuff. And so it was like in my head, like they can do it so I can do it. And my mother-in-law, my father-in-law was a truck driver and he was gone for like two weeks at a time. And she would, she didn't even oh. know she was. That is such an important fact. She didn't know she was having twins. How do you go into a hospital thinking you're having one baby and then find out you have to push a whole other human out of you? Like, how do you do that? I don't know. She's a very strong woman. But <laughs> can, oh my you gosh, even, can you even uh, imagine? Just lose no. it. I, it was a blessing that I found out at eight weeks because even if I had found out at 20 weeks, I would have just, I would have just been, it would have been, yeah. I mean, it would have been scary as heck. Like I can't imagine. But and I asked her about yeah. it. I said, "What did you even think in that moment?" And she goes, "All I could think was, okay, if there's another one, get it out of me." <laughs> and I was like, yeah. she was worried about like taking this baby home and having, you know. I was just like, I admire her so much and her strength because there's no way I could. I have survived this last year by the help of my family and. I mean, my husband, like there was one time I begged my husband to quit his job because he works 12s indicators. So he leaves generally at 5 a.m. And then he doesn't get home until it would be past seven o'clock at night. And I, I, it was like, I was like at a breaking point and I was like, I can't be alone with them for 14 hours a day. Like I cannot do this by myself. Like feeding them oh, was, yeah. it was awful. And I think that was why I had like such a hard time asking people for help because I, I knew how hard it was to do by yourself. 
And I couldn't ask people to do that for me. It felt like such a huge ask and not that my girls were a burden on our loved ones, but it felt like, it just felt like a huge, huge ask. It felt like a burden. And, you know, and my, my mother-in-law and my mom were really good at once. I, it was, my mom finally told me, she was like, Tuesdays, you're bringing those girls over to my house on Tuesdays and you are leaving. And I was like, okay. And, and still now my mom, I don't take them over there, but she comes and watches them. And that's when I do like my boutique stuff. And that's been really helpful. Um, good. But yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing is just know when to ask for help and know, and it's okay that you can't do everything all on your own because you are you weren't no, supposed to. nobody's meant to do it by themselves. It's, it's a hard parenting in general is hard, but like, you know, something about moms that they feel like they have to be able to do it all. And that's just not the reality. So. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, that's great advice. I think that we now have, we now have two episodes where we really dig into that postpartum depression, anxiety. And so I hope, I hope that other moms are going to listen to those two, these two, and just really like, like know know what to do when you get to that point and to know that it's okay and to know that it's normal and that you're they're not alone and that's like i really i i really hope that we can we can save one mom into getting the help and and really able to connect with their child because like you just said like you've made it to their one year birthday and you couldn't imagine not you know not being here yeah. And not, you know, like, because of how great it is now and how obviously mm-hmm. you have your hard moments, but like you're a seasoned mom, like you've got one year under your belt, like you can do <laughs> compared to having nothing, like knowing yeah. nothing, you know, right. and so <laughs> it takes time. You can't, you're not going to be the best mom ever. You will never be like the world's quote, quote, greatest mom. Like you're going to always like have these moments where you don't do great, but you have to relish in the moments that you're doing amazing. in, And then you have to acknowledge that like one, like literally like you have to pick one thing that you know, you're good at and, 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 and soak that up, you know, and like your spouse having your spouse or, you know, whoever's your like go-to person, whether it's parent or something like let your spouse know what you need like in that relationship because that's also important. Yeah. I think there's also like this day and age, like moms are under so much pressure to be creative and, you know, just nerd. I don't know, like just all everybody. And I think it's really important to like, like you said, um, like you're not going to be the best mom ever because like, I'm not a creative mom. So like when it comes to like coming up with activities for my girls, I'm like, we're going to go outside and we're going to play with rocks. And that's just what we're going to do. And, you know, (laughs) I I can sit and get like, you know, compare myself to the mom that has all these made up games for their kids or, you know, all these creative activities for their kids. But I also know that I'm a mom that like I'm, I'm happy to sit with my kid while they're screaming and comfort them. And not every mom is great at that. A lot of, you know, like a lot of people get really frustrated and and I do get frustrated, but like I had to, I had to open my, my mind up to like accepting like the things that I am good at and the things that I'm not good at and not, you know, just sitting in the things that I'm not good at and thinking I'm a terrible mom because she's really creative and I'm not like, I'm probably, you know, I might be a better cook than that mom or, you know, I'm, yeah you know, who knows, you know, but she's not, 
everything to everybody all the time. Like you see these five second videos and you just assume that they're the perfect mom because they can do one thing that you're not that great at. And yeah. that's also in separate exactly. myself yeah, to real life motherhood. <laughs> yeah. And also like no one else is going to be a better mom than you to your own babies. Nobody. Exactly. Yes. You are exactly. the best mom to your babies. Yeah. To the world, no one could ever meet the world's expectations because yeah. it'd be exhausting. Yeah. And but like to your babies, like you are the mom for them. I mean, there's a reason God implanted that little baby in your tummy is because yeah. He knew that one, you needed them, yeah. and two, you're the only one that could have raised them the best way. So, exactly. Yeah. So. I can definitely see, you know, I kind of had these blinders on, like, this wasn't meant for me. But at the same time now, I'm, like I said, I'm out of that. And I can see that, like, nobody can, nobody knows them better than I do. You know, it's, oh. it's just a lot of fun. And it's being a mom is the best, I think. <laughs> yeah, it really, it's like the best job I'll ever have in my entire life. Like, mm -hmm. it's my greatest achievement. And yeah. I did not feel that way when she was, you know, two months old, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like that way when you're sleep deprived. <laughs> no, you have to give yourself time to accept your, your new self because like, it's not only the birthday to your child, but it's the birthday to a new you, whether, you know, whether you're ready for it or not, you're not the same person. You will never be the same person and that's okay. But like the grieving process is really true. And I'm glad that you shared all that because mindset is huge huge mm -hmm. like yeah if you can have if you can put on a positive mindset to start your day your day is going to look different so you mm -hmm. have to find those things that like make that you know is going to make your day better like i know i have to move my body in the morning that's just a me thing like yeah i have to ex because i had a lot of aggression too and my doctor mm -hmm. said you need to exert yourself yeah at some point of the day because you're not getting out any negative energy and yeah. so it's coming out in a negative way instead of using it in a positive way and so that's when I started like I don't care what I do I just if I take the Ellie for a walk great if I go work out great if I you know like I just have to do something at some point to get myself to be like okay I will be a better mom because I took some time out for myself and that's yeah. important well Tori, it was so good to talk to you and meet you. And like, I love how open and honest and like just raw you are with, with our, our the listeners. Like, I'm so excited. I hopefully we can hang out. We can have a play date because yeah. you seem so cool. And I would love to be your friend. Um, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> and of course, like maybe you can come back on. What? Yes, I love. I said I love new mom friends. That makes me excited. So yes, absolutely. Anytime. I'm a stay at home mom five days a week so <laughs> anytime Girl, me too yeah <laughs> okay uh, great yeah well thank you for having me i i enjoyed this i was very nervous but this was a lot of fun so i'm so glad i'm so glad you enjoyed it so all right well thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time bye bye <laughs>